You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. corner at five foot six wearing a typical band shirt glasses in hand coffee in hand it's adam yeah yeah get it brother and in this corner standing at six foot two wearing the boards of canada t-shirt give it up for the milkman john A fight to the death commences. Who will win? I have a feeling it's going to be caffeine. Cheers. Yes, yeah. Caffeine uh, honestly, always wins. Honestly, that's what's always going to win. <sighs> you and I are lovers, not fighters. Amen. Not, not lovers with each other, but just lovers <laughs> in general. Exactly. <laughs> but I am loving this caffeine and this podcast we host called g for d AKA Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Or as Godzilla would say it. <laughs> that's exactly how Godzilla that's sounds. exactly how it sounds <laughs> Godzilla what did you think of um, the recent episode of G4D <laughs> well I thought it was quite interesting the way Adam and John presented their topics and arguments <laughs> <laughs> oh man he uh, Kong gets to our um, the Greta Van Fleet episode and he just smashes his phone <laughs> He smashed the phone listening to the album first. <laughs> oh. Zing. You know we're going to review them soon, by the way, with their new album coming out very soon. Oh my God, it's April. It is already. April. I remember when we were laughing back in January saying, well, we've got till April. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> it's April. <laughs> Oy vey. Go into it with an open mind, sir. That's all we can do, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're going to go into an open mind for this following discussion about Godzilla versus Kong. And no, this is not something a five-year-old came up with. This is the newest movie on HBO Max and yes, in theaters, right? That's right. It is. Wow. It actually uh, broke some box office records for, well, COVID times anyway. Oh, yes. The, the CV. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, you know, there's a bunch of people that were saying, like, I can't believe how well it did. It's like, because people are desperate to get out of the house <laughs> I now. I guess so, yeah. I guess it's over. You know, with confidence, vaccine rollout and all that, I think a lot more people are going to get more and more comfortable going out. I get it. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't going to go to the theaters to see this. I, yeah. <laughs> no it, offense. It was very weird, you know, watching this movie at home because i felt like you know when they say oh this movie's made for uh, the movie theater you know that kind of thing i felt like this kind of was that movie you know this grand spectacle i almost felt like i was like my college days of going on like to limewire and like downloading movies like ooh, i'm watching this movie it's in theater still though ooh, you know? <laughs> i could see that 
I could totally, totally see that. Yeah, um, I guess we'll kind of just dive right into it right from here since yeah. we've already been talking about it. Yeah, probably should preface here that there's like five movies before this movie. Four. Four. No, wait. Actually, no, three. Godzilla 2014. Yeah, so we kind of had like a like a monster revival in 2014, right? Yeah. So we had this new Godzilla movie with uh, Brian Cranston. No, Brian Cranston was not Godzilla. He gets killed 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> uh, right? Oh, yeah. And we should probably preface that, too. There's going to be spoilers oh, abound here. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't... If you can't logically guess how a movie called King Kong vs. Godzilla ends, then... uh. Go ahead and uh, turn your uh, turn your dials off. Oh boy! <laughs> so there was Godzilla, two thousand fourteen. Right. Then there was God, uh, not Godzilla, Kong, King Kong Skull, Skull Island. Island. Yes. It was just Kong. It wasn't yeah. King at that point. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Kong. He, he didn't Island. earn that title. <laughs> Is that from something? It sounded like it was. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> then from there was Godzilla, kill all monsters. Right. Or not kill all monsters. Uh, <laughs> Godzilla kills all monsters. I don't even know what title that is. <laughs> king of the monsters. King of the monsters. Oh, king of the monsters. Oh, so Godzilla became king before uh, Kong did. Yeah, that's right. Oh. And then we have the movie that we are going to talk about today, Godzilla versus Kong. Or as I like to call it, how Godzilla and Kong became best friends. <laughs> A.K.A. the plot of Batman vs. Superman. Yes, there is a lot of similarities to Batman there's, v Superman. There's a lot. And I bet there's a bunch of people who are listening to this right now are like, yeah, because it's better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you can put Kong in a Batman suit and Superman in a Godzilla suit, and I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. it's... We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get but, into all that later. But, but um, I think I think it's safe to say that you and I are not one of those people that was like gushing over this movie. It was more. I was more. I wanted to watch it for the pure stupidity of the name. Honestly, it was just like King Kong versus Godzilla. I'm like, this yeah. movie was supposed to be in theaters, and I can watch it on my home in my sweatpants. Uh, game on. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. So just a short little brief plot synopsis here. Yeah. And, quite and, honestly, there's we're. Us explaining it in a few minutes is much more than the movie actually did itself. And I would also like to mention that John watched the previous movies in the canon. I have seen none of the movies in the canon except for this one. And there's definitely characters that come back. Uh, Millie Bobby, Billy Bobby, Jackson Brown is is (laughs) on this. I was kind of wondering how long you would keep that going. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She's in it. Um, That's it. Her dad played oh, right. by oh, Pennywise, Skarsgård, right? Well, he wasn't it. in the previous one, but Millie Bobby Jackson Brown, <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Brown, <laughs> Jackie Brown, Millie Bobby Jackie Brown, <laughs> Millie Bobby Jackie Brown, uh, Kyle Chandler was her dad in Godzilla King of the Monsters, oh, the one could, right before this. Who could forget Kyle Chandler? Oh yeah, yeah. He probably loved this gig because it probably required him to be on set for two days. <laughs> Judging by his performance, I could tell that. <laughs> hey yo, Yeah, so... Yeah. Basic plot. Basic plot. Godzilla, <laughs> Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. It's, there can only be one. Pretty much it's, you know, following up the previous movies where you really have kind of two different plots going on through this, where on Godzilla's side, Godzilla, who at one point everybody thought he was, you know, with humans... He wasn't attacking humans with the purpose of killing them. 
you know, just collateral damage, basically. Mm. But everybody thought he was on our side, on the human side. But at one point, he attacks this base of this really rich, you know, basically like Elon Musk-esque, <laughs> Lex Luthor-type villain. They're called Apex, because they're the Apex Predator. Oh, Do I, you get it? I, I think you need to hit my face a bit harder <laughs> okay. for me to get it. <sighs> nope, still don't get it. Okay. <laughs> and on the other side of it, you have some scientists who have basically encapsulated King Kong, or actually just Kong again. Kong just in this kind of like his own little bubble of sorts, just separate from everything else so they can monitor him and make sure that, you know, oh, he doesn't do any further damage to humans. He's kind of just basically become like trapped in a zoo for all intents and purposes. Do you want to like just talk about the plot and kind of just talk about our feelings of everything? Is that how you want to? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that beginning, oh my God, it was basically Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) it literally starts off it's like meanwhile on kong island and they might as well have just had somebody wants like they had literally kong do all the stuff shrek does at the beginning you know he's taking the bath yeah he's he's using the bathroom he's uh walking around and enjoying the greenery (laughs) stomping on a few peasants you know you know no big deal just enjoying life inside this really extravagant zoo for all intents and purposes yeah and the thing about that opening scene okay i get it they want to get right to the monsters and in this case right to kong hey i'm good with that yeah totally cool i get it i understand that that's what this movie's all about he wakes up and then you know we get to see him do things like scratch his butt yeah it's basically <laughs> like, the beginning of shrek <laughs> which took me right out of it and i know there's probably some people who are like what that's that, that, that's so minor to complain about, but that kind of stuff just doesn't work for me. And I was a bit worried at first because my thought was seeing that, oh boy, I'm in for it. It's going to be one of those movies, isn't it? Thankfully, it does get better from there, but I was a little bit worried at first. I get not trying to take yourself too seriously, but I don't know if I need to see King Kong like pull out a wedgie or, so or it's, pop it's, a zit. So I haven't seen any of the other movies, but I think the beginning of this movie kind of sets every, every scene in this movie sets it up for the next scene to happen. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like him throw like Kong. So Kong throws the spear and hits like, or throws the spear and hits the sphere. Ugh, ooh, tongue twister. Yeah. There, yeah, there, there you go. go. And then like it explodes. I'm like, all right, that's probably going to come back later. Like something's yeah. going to happen, you know? And you kind of see how it plays out. Cause there's like this little, like people are trying to communicate with him and basically the government's using him as a prop. Mm-hmm. to draw out Godzilla because Godzilla is attacking unprovoked for whatever reason. Yeah. They also want to use Kong to get to hollow earth, which was established <laughs> in the previous movies as basically being the place within earth. So like pretty much just like another realm yeah. within earth. That is where all the monsters basically come from. Of course. Of course. Of course. So, so let's bring a uh, seven-year-old through uh, an extremely <laughs> terrifying, horrific uh, gravity surge. Eh, I'm sure she's fine. She can handle it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you, you, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of like things that happen where it's like, oh boy, I know for a fact that's going to come up again later on in the movie. Yeah. Very, yeah. very basic rudimentary stuff. And I get it. This isn't the type of movie 
where you overanalyze the plot because really what it comes down to is two monsters fighting each other. Yeah. I get it. There's so many people that are very defensive of this movie right now because for them, it's like, well, this is what I wanted the whole time. I just want to see the monsters fight. I just want big monsters. But all the stuff that we talked about so far with the plot is just so, it's so over the top. And not that I was expecting realism in any kind of way. It definitely kind of felt like just an afterthought for me where it was just, to your point, just kind of, I don't know, made up on the fly really isn't the right word but i mean it seems like that because basically their reason for fighting is is highlander logic you know there can only be one one has to be the king one can't survive without you know and it's just like at that point you're like okay because you watch the first fight and it's basically over the water so like yeah. you're like okay kong i mean godzilla's gonna win this king kong can't swim you know like it's not you know you know what's gonna happen godzilla beats the crap out of king kong yeah. In that part. And then you're just like, you know, Godzilla's if Godzilla's attacking the government base, the government's probably bad and they're probably just gonna team up at the end and defeat whatever thing is gonna happen at the end. And yeah. You know, you you kinda see it coming. You know it's it, it's coming. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not gonna be overly critical on the movie for doing that. No, that's fine. It's just like I, I this happened with the um with WandaVision. Remember when um Paul Beatty said Paul Bettany said, oh, there's going to be a cameo in this movie. You know, yeah. oh, it's going to blow your mind. And it ended up just being him. Like, it was a joke. <laughs> yeah. So I think the director, was it Gareth Edwards who directed this? No, Gareth Edwards did Godzilla 2014. This one was directed by Adam Wingard. Okay, got it. Um, did The Guest. Um, oh, okay. Trying, trying to remember what other movies. Uh, Safe House, was that the other movie that he did? Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll look that up and see if I'm correct. But yeah, continue yeah. with what you were saying. Um. Yeah, so like he said that, oh yeah, there's definitely going to be a winner in this movie. Like one of them does win. And you're just like, okay, so if you hold, you know, I feel like a lot of like press and outlets are holding on to these quotes just to draw, you know, attention to it in headlines and kind of build things up. So when you hear from the director, oh, one of them wins, you're like, okay, logically, how's that going to happen though in this movie? And then they don't if you felt like you're misled, I guess. Yeah, And that was kind of my disappointment of it because it's just like, you know, there's not going to be a winner. These are two large cultural icons. You can't kill off Godzilla. You can't kill off King Kong. Like, it's yeah. not going to happen. So there has to be... And you don't be... want to tick off one fan base. Right. Um, because, you know, he's, at the end of it, you know, you still got to give something for each fan base, be it whether you're a fan of Kong or Godzilla. Right. I mean, and, and it's like Batman versus Superman. You know, you can't have one killing the other like it's just not gonna happen yeah or overpowering the other right yeah you're absolutely right um, and the movie i was thinking of that adam wingard did was your next i don't know i somebody else directed the safe house but anyway mm. yeah i you you hit it right on the head and i kind of went into this movie just kind of thinking to myself that the expectations should just be low because by this point, what a lot of people have been clamoring for is just a monster movie that just gets right to the point. Just give me the giant fighting monsters. Oh my God. The, mo the, the monster, I mean, they're obviously why this movie was made. It was the best part. Yes, it is. There's no doubt about it. And I, I think what I really liked about the monster scenes was like everything was different. You know, like the first fight scene, they're in, you know, the water. So, and there's no shaky cameras. Like, I feel like with a lot of action movies these days, it's like that shaky, gritty you know, kind of camera just moves sporadically. A lot, a lot of takes or cuts, you know, a lot of people say, but... Yeah, 
yeah, exactly. And like, you just can't get like a clear representation of what's happening around you. But like, this is perfect because it's got the wide shots. You're watching them all fight, especially the, the uh, Hong Kong scene at the end when everything looks like Tetris pieces and it's all yeah. neon and stuff. It reminded me of Skyfall a lot. Yeah, I can James, see that. Yeah. It, it was, there's a lot of great use of color throughout this film, just not in the monster yeah. fights. Um, and also in all the scenes with the humans. And I'm right there with you. That was probably my favorite scene out of the whole movie was when they were fighting in, what was it, Hong Kong during, yeah. during the night. Easily the best one. Also, it helps, too, that like CG just typically looks a lot better during the night than right. it does during the day. And I felt like that was the peak of the movie for me. And to your point about how it's filmed and how it's you know just kind of edited, thankfully, they do a good job of kind of incorporating the epicness the scale of these monsters sometimes these kind of movies don't always capture it from you know what it's like to be within the battle itself you're either seeing it from like a human's perspective or you're just seeing it from a sense where it's like all right well we you know kind of do like that certain angle that like a lot of giant monster movies or pacific rim or what have you do where you really just kind of see like the upper bodies of them fighting like this one really gets into the action yeah you see a lot of collateral damage mm-hmm. like a lot a lot of collateral damage in this movie like i mean they they make it a point too, to evacuate the city and stuff but obviously some people don't and you know mm-hmm. you watch that you're just like oh my god yeah yeah and it, and it's cool too because during that battle too there were a couple of easter eggs um one is the infamous godzilla stuffing a tree down uh godzilla's mouth in the original uh kong versus godzilla movie from 60s or whenever it was um he does that with the axe at one point (laughs) yeah i was about to say you said something with the scale and i was like "Ah, scale." yeah yeah. that was honestly so hilarious to me yeah yeah (laughs) king kong gets a battle which you know it reminded me of avengers endgame yeah yeah you know when when thor's like i need to go get my hammer or whatever he goes and king kong gets his (laughs) king kong gets his uh radioactive scale <laughs> skull thing yeah yeah it's it, i definitely agree with you though that the the the, the fights are absolutely the best part yeah and, and all, all the money went into that which was yeah. appropriate yeah absolutely so i think you're definitely getting your money's worth and yeah and in, in that regard that would have been cool to see up on a giant imax screen it's just everything else yeah you know it's look you you know like I said in the, in the beginning, it's called King Kong versus Godzilla, not Millie Bobby Brown versus the government. <laughs> and there's just like a lot of like, so basically you have the monster side and the human side and they all intersect. Mm-hmm. So as someone who's never seen the movies and don't know any of these characters, you know, I felt no attachment really to anyone and just saw these people as a vehicle for the plot. Yeah. So with you having seen the movies, what did you think of it? I felt the exact same way. Okay, that's good. So I caught up on all the other movies prior to this one because um, prior to, to to this month, I had only seen Godzilla 2014 in theaters. I actually saw it in IMAX. I mm. I thought it was great. And I know there's a lot of people that, that don't because they feel like, oh, I didn't see enough Godzilla. There wasn't enough monster fighting. It was too serious, whatever. But I really appreciated Gareth Edwards' vision quite a lot with that film. I thought he really brought something to it. I felt like that they were bringing some new elements with making Godzilla just basis, 
basically this chaotic neutral mm-hmm. character where he's neither good nor bad and is just ultimately fighting for his own survival. I thought that was a pretty cool angle to have in there. And I thought Brian Cranston was great in it. I mean, you're right. He does die relatively soon into the film, but he, you know, and this is just a testament to how great of an actor he is, but he really brings something to that role and he really, really sells it. Like that's probably been my favorite character out of all these movies. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he may not be in the whole movie (laughs) or even in the later ones, but he really makes... He really makes a lot of effort and he really is a very convincing character for me. Um, and yeah, I you, just, sorry. Once you have your human element, you know, you can make the human elements work in the monster elements too. But like, I, I think this movie was just like, okay, how do we relate to kids? Yeah. And like kind of what you were saying that Elon Musk, this movie is made for Elon Musk fans. <laughs> there's space travel. There's cool vehicles. There's conspiracies. There's podcasting. What more could you want? Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that was kind of their key demographic with this. Yeah. Yeah. The first Godzilla, Godzilla 2014 definitely felt a bit more adult mm-hmm. and it definitely felt a bit more smarter than your average blockbuster. And that's why I really liked it. I know that was probably all a bunch of reasons why people don't because ultimately Godzilla versus Kong is what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen a lot of people say with this movie, like, who cares about the human stuff? Who cares? You know, no big deal. Like, I'm not watching it for that. Okay, f- fair enough. You still have to sit through it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a big chunk of the movie. You don't get these two monsters fighting until 40 minutes into the movie about. Right. So, I mean, and granted, it's a movie. It's just it's like under two hours. It moves at a pretty good pace. Yeah, I've, I was never bored with it. I mean, I was bored with the human parts, but it never like slogged to the point where I was like, mm, "What's going on? What?" Like, it, they, it moves fast enough to keep it going. It doesn't help that you have two different storylines essentially of the humans going on. One with uh, Millie Bobby, M- Millie Bobby Latoya Jackson Brown, um, <laughs> and uh, you know the other one with. Uh, Tarzan, <laughs> Stellan Stars, not Stellan Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That he, guy. Was he Pennywise? No, his brother was. Oh, I yeah. always got him mixed up. Yeah, I know. Those rap scallions. Yeah, like those two, <laughs> those two plot lines. Like those are characters that never meet, and they're off kind of doing their own thing. And essentially, like you're saying, they're just they're just an end to and they, means oh, to an end. Means to an end. Yeah. Thank you. And that's that's all they are. It's just you're just there to connect the dots and basically say all the things that Godzilla and Kong can't say because they can't speak English. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's just hey, we're, we're here to move the plot along to just get to the giant monster fights. Yeah, fine. But I'm right there with you. They were obviously the weakest element, and I know a lot of people are going to be forgiving of that because at the end of the day, it's all about the fights. Yeah, it's- but. I mean, it's like a, whatchamacallit, it's like Freddy versus, it's all these versus movie, the Freddy versus Jason, Alien versus Predator. It's like, you don't care about the plot. You just want to see them kill each other. Like, that's the whole point of it, you know? Fair enough. Fair enough. I just still think that I'm not one of those kind of people that believes like, oh, you can't have a good human plot. Oh, no, you can. Clearly you can. I just, this completely missed the mark. Yes. of, Of everything that could be, you know? Yeah. So the, the, there's lame jokes, absolutely lame jokes. One that we were talking about before we started recording here involved M- Millie Bobby Brown. Got her name right this time. Good job. <laughs> we'll get it right. She, uh, 
she, she basically like was talking to uh what is it I, I can't remember the other the podcast guy. the pod the podcast <laughs> guy see that's the thing like there's no discernible yeah. characteristics here with any of these characters yeah i'm either going to call them by their performers names or by like a nickname like that and nothing against any of the actors on this movie they did what they were told but that's it <laughs> yeah there's and, <laughs> you know kind of going back to that you know edgy elon musk you know i i feel like back in the day instead of a podcast he would have had like a like an internet web blog or something yeah. where you could read the truth about godzilla you know and it and it kind of appeals to that like ugh, incel kind of mindset yeah. those typical people that like elon musk and all that kind of stuff and then there's one point where they're t where uh, Millie Bobby Brown picks up her friend from school, and he's kind of like nerdy. He's just like, oh, whatever, blah blah blah. And uh, Millie, so the podcaster guy and Eleven are talking about the <laughs> podcast, right? And they 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 talk about w drinking water, and I guess tap anyway, water, tap yeah. water. The the conspiracy that they say in the movie is drinking tap water turns you into a Nazi, while drinking filtered water doesn't. And so as a, and basically the nerdy kid's like, that's really dumb. And he's like, okay, you keep talking tap water. Yeah. And then they call him tap water. Tap water. And I'm just like, movie. what? Like, yeah. like, look, I get internet, you know, QAnon, all that crazy stuff is out there, but like, don't bring it into this movie about King Kong versus Godzilla. I mean, yeah. if King Kong is smashing a Nazi rally, that's one thing. But like, this was just like. The, the, it's, I think part of it was them trying to be topical. Oh, 100%. There was, there was also a joke, too, I think, about drinking bleach or drinking Clorox. Right, but that, but, which doesn't make any sense now. <laughs> I time mean, the way the movie came out. <laughs> look, I think the sad thing is, like, someone's going to see that and be like, oh, that could be true. I, I think that's the sad part for me. It's like someone could watch that and say, you know, I, I believe that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I, and and sad to say, you know, back when I was on, was on Twitter, I probably saw similar stuff to that. Yeah. You know, and it's just really discouraging to see it's coming to mainstream movies now, especially in, you know, the culture that we're in now. And just like, come on, yeah. like, stop propagating this BS. I also, and this is going to be a very specific criticism, but the podcaster, did you notice he was doing something that you never ever want to listen to in a podcast? Rambling? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he was also breathing very heavily. <laughs> I just kind of felt like, okay, I get it. It's a movie. I shouldn't be too overly analytical about something so minute. But I just kind of felt like there was no attempt well, with like being authentic there. Because it was just, I, I can't remember the character's name. I'm Podcast sorry. Podcast guy. Podcast guy. There's, I can name all the characters. You ready? Yeah. Eleven. Podcast guy. Nerd friend. Evil government guy. <laughs> King Kong's caretaker. King Kong's caretaker but but smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Um Alexander Skarsgard for some reason. Dead boss's daughter. The end. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Brian Tyree Henry is the name of the podcaster. Now I remember his name. Mm. Yeah. He's like doing his podcast and he's basically just talking about like, you guys won't believe what I heard. It's just all this heavy breathing. <laughs> Oh. As a podcaster, I am shook. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just had to bring that up because I saw that and was like, I need to tell Adam that. He said something too about, he's like, I have a podcast. We have 12 subscribers. And I was like, oh, yeah, my, my poor man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, these characters aren't memorable in the right way. They're memorable in how unmemorable they are. <laughs> if that makes sense. They're just walking cliches. Walking cliches. And then I think the other big problem that I have with a lot of these characters, too, is just the simple fact that, like, I can't remember, like, any kind of memorable line, any kind of memorable thing that they say. I remember tap water pretty well. <laughs> yeah, but you remember it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. So I mean, what it, I remember... So very similarly, in Batman vs. Superman, everyone had... Every character that was human had this fixation of Batman and Superman, or Superman being Jesus and like calling to God. Like every human person, like Batman would be like, what's going on here? Oh, I don't know. I think Superman might be Jesus or something. I don't know, man. He, how, how could someone give God give him that power? Like that's what they fixated on for some reason. Yeah. And every human in this movie fixates on that they're Titans and there can only be one. Yep. And so all yep. their personality is dedicated to talking about the monsters and you all their character goes aside. Yeah. You know, and that's why we can't connect with anything. Yeah. And again, what has everybody been saying? I don't care. Just give me Chunky versus Monkey Man. <laughs> chunky versus Monkey Man. Yeah, yeah, you saw people <laughs> saying that, right? I don't know. I took, I'm, I'm on a Twitter hiatus for a bit. You know what? I really should have gone on a Twitter hiatus I'm with this movie coming around. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, I saw some, like, legit debates about which one would, is which one won, which one should win. Oh, I was on Team Kong the whole time. I mean, when you think about it, Godzilla has these, two, I mean, Kong has these two giant hands. You can just chokehold him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it's 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 funny. I guess I was wrong on that. <laughs> and, and it's funny that you say that because I was team Godzilla because I'm just oh. kind of like, hey, let's let's destroy things. <laughs> in this household, we believe in Kong. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have a Zilla here. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's so true. It's it. It, it really got like yeah. pretty heated with some people on Twitter, which I thought was pretty yeah. interesting. So speaking of heated. Yes. So uh, the, the ultimate end of this movie leads to our, our true villain, the government. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. And uh, this is going to kill me. But uh, did you find it annoying and kind of just like sad that Okay, so basically the big government guy, bad mm. government guy. Damien Bashir. Of, oh, of course. Damien yeah. Bashir. How yeah. could I forget? Yeah, yeah. Is that Who, his name? Is that the actor's name? That's or is the that actor's the character's name. name in the movie? Yeah. He, he. Mr. He, bad guy. Yeah. Mr. Bad guy. Like, you know, he's evil from like the first two seconds. He's on screen. <laughs> he goes, hi, I'm evil. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and pretty much all he does is drink scotch and monologue. <laughs> <laughs> and go, oh, shh. Before yeah. getting exploded. Which, by the way, this whole series has had deaths <laughs> like that. And I just was kind of hoping, like... Explosion ah, deaths? Well, just the whole, like, even in Kong Skull Island, like, character deaths were pretty much like that. Like, Samuel L. Jackson pretty much says the same thing and then gets squashed by Kong. <laughs> oh, mother... Yeah. Like that? It's... it's yeah. It, I bet it was also a little bit of a throwback to, was it, Deep Blue Sea in a way, but... Anyway, throwback to any Samuel L. Jackson movie where he does this, his exact same lines in every movie. <laughs> Palpatine, you mother. Oh. <laughs> I felt like as a villain, he did not get like enough of a comeuppance. I felt like, mm, OK, that was kind of 
unsatisfying personally <laughs> i was like at least at least if you're gonna go through all this at least give me a good death i yeah, felt right? like the death of his daughter that was a great one she was trying to escape hollow earth and that spaceship and oh yeah Kong, Kong just, just crushes it <laughs> I was just like, ooh. He does it so nonchalantly. Like that that was a really I'm great surprised. moment. And the little the seven year old wasn't like traumatized by that. And she like the seven year old wasn't like, uh dude, you can't do that, man. I know they're bad, but like, dude. <laughs> yeah, come right. On. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 so it's so you're right. By the time it all kind of gets wrapping up, it it really just feels very similar to a superhero movie, not just Batman v Superman, but any Marvel movie. Oh my by god! The end. Yeah, it it it's literally the Marvel formula of the same character but in shinier clothing is the villain. It's Godzilla mm-hmm. with missiles. I mean, I get Mecha Mecha Godzilla is a big part in the canon, which was no surprise that he was coming around. There, yeah, there there were definite hints, and to your point. You, you weren't just going to end the movie with one monster winning no, or them did. just kind of going off into the sunset. There's got to be some kind of greater force that when you got to put your uh, your uh, scale scale cipher down and, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... And with Mechagodzilla, you know, it was cool because he actually felt like a good threat and he was beating up Godzilla. And it was cool seeing the two monsters tag team him. Although it felt like the movie was just kind of like, all right, wrap it up, wrap See, it up. See, and on, I on, think... You could have cut the human parts out more and focused on Mecha Godzilla. Like, what they probably should have done was, you know, they King Kong and Godzilla fight a couple times, like twice yeah. maybe. Like mm-hmm. first time Kong, I mean, Godzilla has the upper hand. Second yeah. time maybe Kong has the mm-hmm. upper hand, and then you know Mecha Godzilla comes and starts destroying everything. But you have him destroy stuff for longer, you know. Yeah. Or you you kind of have like King Kong try to beat him up and that's not doing anything and he gets he runs off and Godzilla does you know and then they team up yeah you know I mean I get that they're giant monsters and they're gonna do what they're gonna do but like I feel like they this whole thing of like building the Mecha Godzilla okay here he is here he is up oh, and he's done I have a big complaint too with that scene and it's not with the monsters fighting but the way that Mecha, Mecha Godzilla is ultimately defeated is that. Um, Brian Tyree Henry. Well, should we talk about how Mecha Godzilla comes to be? Maybe. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. Let's do that. All right, and then so, I'll go back to my earlier point. So, so Mr. Bad Guy has a skull of a Titan. Which one? It's uh, King Ghidorah, which is one of the skulls from King Ghidorah that originally, at the end of the previous movie, Charles Dance like purchased because it was like left behind oh. uh, from the wreckage. We never see that character in this movie, never referenced. But yeah, um, that's that's where it originates from. Um, but yeah, you're right. They have the skull and, and they're pretty much using it to power they, Mechagodzilla. Yeah, they did a perfect autopsy of the head and scraped off all the skin and eyes and whatever else was on the head. And they just have the skull, which gives it power. Yeah. So they're using the power in this robot suit that this guy is wearing. Mm-hmm. And basically, they go into Hollow Earth. They yeah. find the power source or whatever they call it. <laughs> and they put it in Mecha Godzilla and the thing goes haywire and Mecha Godzilla becomes sentient and fries the guy who's yeah. controlling him and yeah. wrecks havoc among the city. And how he's defeated is probably my least favorite thing about this movie. And again, as you might've guessed from everything that we've said, this movie plays things very loosely, very cartoony. Yeah. You know, it's like a not... five-year-old in a bathtub. Yeah. There's no real logic. You, <laughs> you have to just King go. 
<laughs> you just had to go with it. There's not real science being applied here, nor should you be expecting that. But ultimately, Mechagodzilla has like this, he's being controlled by this computer. And Brian Tyree Henry and Millie Bobby Brown's friend are trying to hack into the computer to shut him down, but they can't get in. Oh, that's right. They do that whole oh, lame bit, bit about him being a hacker, which I hate it when those movies reference hacking. Which one's the hacker now? Uh, the friend of Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, the nerd kid. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think he was Australian, maybe. He sounded like he had an Australian accent. Mm-hmm. You know, tap water. Tap water. What, what well, he's we'll, referred call ta- to. we'll call him tap water. Yeah. We'll call him tap water. So tap go. water and Brian Tyree Henry are trying to break into it. They have no luck. And at one point, Brian Tyree Henry pulls out the flask that he had in the movie. Again, yeah. you knew it was going to come back around at oh, some yeah, point. Oh, yeah, they talked about, like, you know, a podcaster with a drinking problem. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and he dumps, he takes his whiskey, <laughs> takes a whiskey drink, and dumps it on the uh, console, and <laughs> Godzilla defeated. Yeah, yeah, so then <laughs> Kong and Godzilla can then easily defeat this creature. Because somebody poured whiskey on top of a computer. So does Mechagodzilla like run out of bullets? I mean, at some point he's going to run out of like missiles and bullets and stuff. So like they should just wait it and then attack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's logic, Adam. You can't apply logic to this movie. (laughs) Yeah. For me, that really bugged me because it's the equivalent of you've seen Skyfall, right? Yeah. It's the equivalent of the the supervillain getting the knife in the back with his back turned to our hero Mm. a lot of movies do this technique it even happened in in the dark knight rises i'm sure there's more that i can think of as well it's just a very common trope that when you know everything's you know when our heroes are up against the ropes everything's on line and you just have that quick little moment of just oh this is how the villain is defeated by something that you know some outside force pretty much a deus ex machina moment if you want and it just kind of felt like that just that just wasn't necessary. You could have just had the monsters defeat him on his own. Yeah, it, it there's no it's like there's no growth, you know? Like you can't no. have the the movie's called King Kong versus Godzilla. And technically, if anything, Millie Billy Bobby Brown won cuz she dumped the whiskey on the console and that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, there is no reason for them to fight to begin with, you know. Yeah. See what they probably should have. Oh, this is what they should have done, right? Yeah. So remember how Kong at the beginning of the movie was like trapped in a glass thing? Well, I, I actually let me go back to your earlier point. There was a reason for them to fight because there was just that whole apex predator, right? Thing. But, but that that was the reason. But yeah. But but they then they dropped it. Like if that was truly the reason why they had to fight. Yeah. Like, they should have destroyed Mechagodzilla and then gone back to clawing each other. Like, yeah. you know? But the whole point was Godzilla was trying to destroy the whatever Mechagodzilla was before it got unleashed, it, which is which caused him to attack. Yeah, and right. I think it, it kind of basically ends with, like, an understanding between the two of them. It's like, yeah. you know, I get stay it. out of my way, yep. but we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, just remember what I could do to you. And then Kong just kind of had that, like... Remember I saved your ass. Yeah, yeah. Back in Nam. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Pretty remember much. back in Hong Kong, I saved your ass, boy. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of dive right into the final thoughts here, because I think we pretty much... Yeah. For me, anyway, I covered everything there from my, from my notes. Um, yeah, you're, 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 you're right, though. And I know that we agree on a lot of stuff. 
But I think our opinions don't match up with a lot of people on the internet because for a lo- for it sounds like for a lot of people, I'm not judging. I don't want to make it seem like that. I'm not. But for a lot of people, this is what they wanted and they got what they wanted. And for a lot of people, this has been the best Godzilla Kong movie yet because that's just what I wanted. They wanted the over-the-top, cartoony representation of the characters, just giant monsters fighting. Great. I still don't think that means that I can ignore all the human stuff. Like, I still have to sit through all that in a movie. Mm -hmm. I'm not watching clips on YouTube. I'm watching a full two-hour movie. So, for me, you have all these unmemorable characters that are just doing what what they need to do. The actors are doing what they need to do. And, you know, I don't blame them at all for their performances. I mean, none of them are particularly awful, but they're just, no, they're just there to do their they're thing. They're walking cliches. They're given what they're work with. They say, yeah. here's your character, nothing more, nothing less, go. Yeah. And and I know there's going to be plenty of people who, like I said earlier, they're going to be able to ignore it. They're not, or they're just not going to mind it because, hey, it just keeps on moving fast enough, which thankfully this movie does. It's This is probably the quickest two-hour blockbuster I've ever seen. Yeah. This thing moves at a very, very great pace. And I think that they've tried to take the lessons from the other films that people just constantly complain about on the internet, saying, I just want to see monsters fight. Just give me the monsters. I wouldn't even be surprised if by the time the next one comes out, it's going to be even more bigger and over the top. God, who else can... What's another like big monster they can fight? Um, See, my I, thought was Power Rangers. <laughs> no, seriously, like if that if that if they can reboot Power Rangers and actually make it do well, Godzilla yeah. versus the Power Rangers, like it's gonna. Well, I think the licensing is up with Warner Brothers, so I think they would mm. need to renew it first. But Hollow Earth, I thought was one of the better elements of this movie. I thought that was a pretty cool area to see, because if you're gonna go all out. Go all out, which and this leaves, movie does. And it leaves room for growth. Because, yes. you know, if Godzilla and King Kong can come from Hollow Earth, who knows what else might be in there? You know? Yeah, so maybe you can, have, I think there's a creature called Destroya, monster called Destroya. Yeah, or, or you can even get into, like, mythical beasts, like unicorns yeah. and hydras and who knows what else. So you can just have King Kong versus the unicorns or something. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And the previous movie mentioned aliens, too. So, I mean, hey, have aliens come down too? Might as well. Just just go for it. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that I did appreciate about the movie. is like, hey, it went all out and it was very colorful and it was very like futuristic. Like they had a lot of different like vehicles and portals and stuff like that that people were going through. I was like, you know what? You're going for it. You're going to get some points from me there because either go big or go home. Sometimes with a film... I'd much rather you go the whole nine yards instead of just kind of dipping your toe into it. And this movie doesn't just dip its toe into it. It takes a flat out cannonball right into the pool. Um, And, you know, it's yes, the, the fights are worth it. They are definitely what you come to see. And it's definitely worth the admission. And I enjoyed them while they were going on. And I definitely appreciated, like you had said, the the way that they were filmed and the use of color. So I felt like, okay, you know, these aren't bland fights. These aren't uneventful fights. Like they're pretty engaging. It's just, it's just for me at the end of the day though, I didn't come away with a lot from this film. It just didn't captivate me as much as it did for a lot of other people out there. It was enjoyable while I was watching it, but honestly sitting here and sitting here and talking to you about it, I I, I don't feel the need to go out, rush out and see it again. Yeah, it's it 
you know, it feels like a robot chicken. I feel like movies nowadays are just giant robot chicken sketches. Yeah. It's like, what if uh, Superman fought Batman? Ooh, what if yeah. King Kong versus Godzilla? Ooh, it's like, you, you know, with the, with the title of it, it's like, you know, it's going to be schlocky. You know, it's going to be just the monsters like you're yeah. going to be focused on. Like they had four movies all leading to this. Yeah. You know? And honestly, I think they could have had more fights. I think they could have had yeah. more of an incentive for them to fight. I think, honestly, the plot, like, just, you know, have, have, you can't have the reason them fighting being, well, one wants to fight the other, you know? It doesn't make for any good character development. And it already sets the tone up that Kong's the, the good guy and, you know, Godzilla's the bad guy when clearly they're both in the, you know, right. But I don't know. Good, going back to what you said, I, I feel kind of the same way. It's one of those, like, Okay, I'm happy I saw it. It was cool. I'm not going to come back to it again. Yeah. yeah. Enjoyable while you're watching it. Exactly. Not particularly one that you think about at length afterwards. It's not a movie that really stuck with me Yeah. at all. It's definitely the, you know, pretty much the pure definition of like a junk food cinema quality movie. You know, tasty while you're experiencing it, but not really fulfilling. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I mean, you know, this is coming from someone who loves dumb movies and all those kinds of ridiculousness, you know? Yeah. Like, it was it was fine. And this is coming from someone, too, who was a big Godzilla fan growing up. I, I remember at one point, like, being introduced to Godzilla films. I don't know, maybe it was, like, 10 years old, watching them in the basement of my house in New Jersey. And it was just, they were on Sci-Fi Channel or something like that. And just one movie after another playing just marathon of them. I remember watching son of Godzilla. And when you're a kid, none of that stuff bothers you. You don't care about the silliness. You just, you just love them because they're big, dumb, fun monster movies, whatever cliche you want to use. And and Godzilla is a national icon, you know, he, he represents more than he is, you know, for that culture and its people. And, and in that sense, yeah, if I take off the, blinders and just enjoy it for what it is yes it's like kind of being a kid again watching it i just kind of felt i i can't i can't that logic only goes so far with me yeah it, it's now like at this point it's like the the lightsaber fights in star wars you know at the beginning you know the the, the original series you know four through six or whatever the, the lightsabers were there to you know show the story yeah more it's not about the them fighting with the lightsabers it's about you know the good and evil and that's what kind of Godzilla represents, you know? It's like, you know, the time of the atomic bomb and you know, mm-hmm. Hiroshima and the terrible tragedies of that and just how humankind can evolve, mm-hmm. you know? And when you just take Godzilla and just say, eh, he's pissed at King Kong, like it just takes everything from his character away. And it's yeah. just two dumb monsters fighting each other, which yeah. is kind of just what this turned into. Yeah. So, so I'm still going to give it a decent grade. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's like a C plus for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it, um, I guess we'll do our number rating here. Are we going to do numbers? All right, yeah. let's give it like a... I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 for me. I'm giving it a 6.9. Oh, well, <laughs> just a little bit underneath there. <laughs> just call me Pitchfork, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... I know it seems like I've been harping quite a bit on this movie, so I don't want Look, anybody... The mon- yeah, the monster scenes are enjoyable. Yeah. We're, we're allowed to talk about this. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I just don't think that this movie should be free from any criticism because, well, what did you expect? What did you want? It's supposed to be a giant fighting monster movie. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It's it's one of those kind of blockbusters 
that knows what it is. Yeah, it's like the Transformers. It's like any Michael Bay movie. Yes. You know? I feel yes. like you can just check off everything. Yeah. You know? But this is watchable. Yes. That's the difference. Oh, 100%. That's that's the difference. Honestly, you could probably just mute all the parts with the human characters and you probably just get the same effect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I, I still stand by why I like Godzilla 2014 the most because I yeah. just genuinely feel like it was a better story, better lead up to it. And... It's more truthful to what Godzilla represents. You it's know? very truthful to the original Godzilla from 1954, mm-hmm. which I know there are a lot of Godzilla fans that don't like even that one the most. They want the ones and the guys in the suits fighting all the different creatures, which fine, yeah. fair, I get it. But I don't I just need, I'm just at this point where that is fine from an entertainment value. I just need a little bit more, which is what you're basically saying too, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there with you, right there with you. An entertaining 7 out of 10, mind you. An entertaining 6.9. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't come at me, y'all. No. At least least I didn't do the the jet review. Like Pitchfork, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, (sighs) it's not that we're judging it, I think, on a curve. You have to kind of look at it from the lens of like, this is a big budget blockbuster movie that has to appeal to a mass audience. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be dumbed down. And the fact I can just watch it on HBO max in my, my sweatpants. It's pretty good. Yeah. That was, that was perfect. Oh yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming out on HBO max, right? We've got the Dune movie. We've got mortal Kombat pretty soon. Mortal Kombat. Which, which I don't know if that's, I, don't, I, I saw the trailer and it's like, eh, yeah, it's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> More I mean, or less. I, I feel like that's another one of those movies that you're going to have a lot of people applying that same logic. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm just here for the action and the, you know, the fatalities Fatality, and things like that. Yeah. So, but see that, but that's what Mortal Kombat's about. I mean, I know there's a storyline, but you know, <laughs> like King Kong versus Godzilla, you're not playing uh, Mortal Kombat for the storyline here. People are going to be saying that exact same thing for for Mortal Kombat. They that's absolutely what's going to happen. Like, could you imagine if they made a Soul Calibur movie? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I play Soul Calibur for the plot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't sure think, you I, do. I don't think you could do that movie with some of the female representation oh, in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that and what's the other? Waldo. Dead or Alive is the other one too. Oh God. Or, or yeah, no more video game movies. We're done. <laughs> yeah, just we're just done. no more video game movies. <laughs> oh man, I know at one point there was supposed to be like a Zelda series through Netflix, but they canceled that. Well, I'll, I don't know how I feel about that. But I think the problem is like the fun of Zelda is exploring on your own and learning and trial and error. You know, yeah. so it's like you can't watch someone else do it. Although there is rumors suggesting that Henry Cavill will be doing a Mass Effect movie. Which I, I, mm. I'd be down for that. I would love a Mass Effect movie. I think it's got a very cinematic level storyline. Yeah. It The only thing is, is that a lot of characters are going to have to get shortchanged or just kind of either cut altogether. Yeah, you're going to have to do a lot of world building for that one. That one's going to be difficult. You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's always a question that sometimes comes up in nerd culture where it's like, what's a story that, you know, has the same kind of effect as, say, Star Wars for you and a lot of people will say typically either lord of the rings or harry potter for me it was mass effect Hmm. absolutely loved that world but granted i'm putting 30 plus hours into these games so 
it's, 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 it's difficult. It's very, very difficult. And those stories were already really well written to begin with. So I don't need someone like, I don't know, the writers from Transformers coming in and, yeah. <laughs> you know, writing stupid jokes and yeah. well, you ever stuff see, like that. Wasn't Peter Jackson did the, the remake of King Kong too, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. Do you ever see that one? I started watching it, couldn't make it through it. And that's another very interesting movie too, because it, it's a mostly a murder fest. I remember I yes, saw it, it when is. I was pretty young, like, mm-hmm. you know, I was like maybe like 10 or 11 mm-hmm. when it came out and it was pretty like scar, not scarring, but you know what I mean? No. Like there's a lot of like jump scares in it, a lot yes. of murder and just like, yeah, it's very intense, very different kind of movie. It is. You're absolutely right. And I think yeah. the other thing that I thought was interesting about that movie too, as well, is just how poor the CG held up, even when it immediately came out. Yeah. I just kind of felt like, all right, you know, the standard is probably Jurassic Park when it comes to CG that has stood the test of time, right? Yeah. A lot of people hold a lot of CG up to that high bar. Um, although I think part of the reason why it was so great is that you had great model work to begin with and great animatronics by Stan Winston. Yes. So you had to have like the CG matching up with that level of authenticity that was created by him. With with King Kong, I just remember all the dinosaurs just looking like rubber toys. Yeah. It just, ugh, it was just, I don't know. And that movie was long, too. It was like three hours. They didn't get out of the jungle till like at least two and a half. Like the last like 40 minutes is just them in the city. The original King Kong is perfect because I think it's like an hour 40. It has like the initial setup for the first 30 minutes or whatever. And then yeah. from there... It's just pure action. And to your point, there's a lot of rampage. So that's why it was like that in the new one. Yeah. Because in that first movie, there's some really brutal kills still. And that's a movie from, I think, 1933. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. You know, it's like this whole world you're not exposed to. And anything can happen. But, you know, Kong's the main predator. Yeah. Yeah. King Kong, the original one, it's just at one point. It's like you said, just a murder fest. Yeah. Like, like the way some people die is just like, dang movie. That's, that, that's cruel. Yeah. Right. Damn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it, I, I think the original King Kong still holds up really well. I think the original Godzilla still holds up really well. And I, I do have a couple of things. Like I know there's some more other classic Godzilla movies on HBO max that I would yeah, definitely like whole, to watch. They have like a whole collection on there, right? Yeah. I would love to go back and revisit them. So I'm totally for that. Ah, but, I'm totally for this coffee too. This uh, good. Yeah, this was good. What 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 were you drinking? I know we're kind of usually we talk about the coffee at the beginning, but we didn't this time. <laughs> usually, the, the coffee took us on a ride today, folks. Yeah, and this did. is um, it's the Colombian blend from Austin's. Oh yeah, that's right, Austin's Coffee down in Orlando. Yeah, local yeah. local place here. That, yeah, support uh, Austin's, please. They're going through yes. some insane zoning winter park yes yeah. like go well, support they're trying to set up like a they're like trying a, to build it to a parking lot or something like they're <sighs> trying to do all the zoning and like tear down most of those places there and it's it's dumb like stop that's very disappointing. like support austin's coffee go give them a shout out yeah 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 seriously okay and then go sign there's a petition going around yeah right? and it's on instagram i think it's like save austin's coffee yeah, so, hashtag save Austin's coffee was the I hashtag guess. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely. And and this is great coffee from them. And it's very disappointing to hear that because we talk about it all the time. And obviously we live here. So 
you know, we have a lot of pride in it, but I think Orlando is a great city for coffee and that's not talked about enough. Yeah. And not just, you know, Austin's is a great haven for art and open mic nights. And, you know, I, I wish I, you know, I'm quarantine has just, you know, and all this COVID stuff is just, yeah. you know, I, I'm a little nervous to go out, but you know, go support them. And once things get back to normal, hopefully more acoustic nights and open mics and it's a very important spot for artists in Orlando. So yeah, go support them, please. Yes, please, please. Yep. And definitely sign the petition if you can as well. Yep. There's already like a, like a pre-written email you can just send out. So it's perfect. And I recommend you do it. Perfect. Yeah. No, yeah. this is, this is a fantastic blend from them. Yeah. Goes down very easily. And I know I say that sometimes, but it's just very tasty. I just wanted like, like just a black, almost muddy, not in a good way kind of coffee. This is quality, like kind of coffee that you would get at a diner. Diner. Yeah. 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 That's what I was in the mood for. That's why I went with the Colombian. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a good one to go with really very, very delicious, sir. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Well, hey, this is this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking to you about this. Yeah. We'll very, t- very nerdy discussion. Right. But. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to talk about some other movies, too, at some point. Oh, yeah. There's no shortage of things coming out. I definitely, when it comes out, want to talk to you about The Suicide Squad. Oh, did you watch the trailer? I did. Yeah. What would you think? Don't get me wrong. I think it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Guardians of the Galaxy with DC characters. <laughs> yes. And also, I just kind of feel like, okay... I I don't know. I can't get that excited about this kind of movie anymore. It's like, like yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure I'll have a great time and I definitely appreciate that Starro is like the main villain cuz that's like such a crazy over the top villain to have that I never thought I'd see in a comic book movie. The main thing that I look forward to that is just having more Harley Quinn. I think Margot Robbie was perfect casting for Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. and I just want more of her. I want her to be like in five more movies. Oh, they, she carries those movies. Yeah, hundred percent. She she was great in Birds of Prey too, and I think she was one of the best casting decisions in the DCEU. Yeah. So they got to get her in another lead movie, but the next one that they do, they have to make PG thirteen. Not because I was against making Birds of Prey R, but you could tell that definitely, you know, prevented a younger audience going to it. Yeah, I, I still it had it found an audience, you know. It did. It and did. And that was the last movie I saw before quarantine. Yeah, and I thought it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. I think that's one, probably one of my favorites out of the DCEU, and it just it's part of it is because of her. She's just so great in the role, and yeah. I just I really want her to have another movie like sooner rather than later and i'm just so worried with with everything that's going on with the dceu they just have no idea what's going to happen i i just think there's no plan you know like marvel has a plan yeah the plan has been interrupted but it's still there you know yeah because they were supposed to release what black widow like almost last last year and it's still not out yet yeah right so they have this huge gap but they're still you know there's a plan they got the shows they got you know i feel like dc just doesn't have like a plan they're just trying to produce content and say oh it it all takes place in the same universe but like does it who knows yeah you know there's not like they almost have to kind of i know they're trying not to be like marvel but you gotta be like marvel in some respects if you want everything to be you know cohesive but at the same time, they built an audience and people like what they do. So it's just like, why put all that extra effort where we can just make these movies and people will go to them regardless. So 
I think they just need to realize they have some good things and they need to keep those things going because yes. for right now it just seems like, yeah, sure. They have certain movies that are planned coming up Shazam two, Aquaman two, what have you. But there are certain things where it's just like, there's uncertainty there with Marvel. There's no uncertainty. Yeah. They have everything mapped out like so far in advance. And if there's one thing that they do really well is that, you know, like, Hey, you get to look forward to this thing. I don't really know what I get to look forward to anymore with DC. Yeah, I mean, they blew their biggest villain in a director's cut. Like, what are you, how are you supposed to go from there? Did you watch it? No. Okay. <laughs> but I know. I've seen the trailers. <laughs> um, it, it, it is better. It is a lot better than the original film. So, um, but anyway, I know, I know we're wrapping up here. Yeah. Uh, this, was, this was a lot of fun, sir. Yeah. This is a lot, a lot of fun. Good discussion. Good discussion. All, all out of coffee here. We I could got go one on more a, drop. One more drop. We could go on a DC rant all day. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy doing these movie discussions with you. I definitely think G4D is branching out. Yeah, I think we're going to... I think maybe... Well, most of course, we'll talk about music, but maybe more cultural things. Yeah. You know? Kind Nothing of wrong with that. The arts and the, arts. the finer things in life. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Frasier. Sheridan. <laughs> it is a fortified wine. <laughs> it took him... I've been waiting for like... We're on season eight, I think now. And I just keep seeing, you know, the I'm wounded, Niles. I've been waiting for him to say that. And he finally said it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good, good stuff. <sighs> well, hey, sir, this has been a lot of fun. Same. Be sure to check out our website, g4dpodcast.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, all the good social media places. And wherever you download your podcasts, we're there. Yep, we are We are there. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff All that there. fun stuff you love hearing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening in to another episode of G4D, a.k.a. Grounds. For discussion. discussion. The match is over, and the winner is <laughs> friendship. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Adrian, I did it! I did it! Ding, ding, ding! Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.